Many modern Christians will rather not discuss the central teachings of Christianity. They are not sure that ideas about religion or, the, or theology are all important. Someone said, I love flowers, but I hate botany. I love religion, but I hate theology. You can't hate theology and love religion. For religion is based on the true knowledge of God. And how do we get the knowledge of God? By studying what God has said about himself in the Holy Bible. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again tonight. But I know that in through all ages, you, 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 your intent is never to leave the church in confusion about who you are, about your practice, about what we should do. Lord, as we, as we, as we delve into your word again tonight, searching to, to find out about you, we will not search in the dark. We will not grovel in the dark. The deep things that are in you and the exceeding greatness of your magic power, which was manifest when Christ was raised from the dead. Lord, today we rest in your victory. We rest, Lord, knowing that you're supreme. You reign over all things. Thank you because you revealed your word to us. Our singular strength and purpose is to serve you. Thank you for redemption. Thank you because we are called. Thank you because we are justified. Thank you because we are sanctified by the blood of Jesus. As you open your word this evening, cause it to be strengthened. Let it come with power and precision and in the Holy Spirit. Let the hearts of men change. Thank you because as I speak today, Lord, I speak like an oracle. Let your word influence me. Let your word change me. Let your word bless the people as you intend it to be tonight. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Someone say with me together, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Um, we're going to start this evening, and I believe you're ready. Uh, if you're ready, yeah, we go in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, we've been talking over time uh, on the order of salvation, and we know that we said God calls, um, or rather first God elects um, because of his election. He made provision for the atonement. And based on the atonement, we were called. And based on the call, we were regenerated by the spirit. And based on that regeneration, we had the capacity to respond by the faith God gave us. And I responded in repentance and in conversion by faith in the grace of God. We were justified. And ultimately, will be glorified. But as we're sanctified and justified, the Lord God himself, you know, commanded us to baptize in water and in the Holy Spirit. So water baptism and the Holy Spirit, they come after conversion, after we've been justified and been sanctified. And the purpose of water baptism is to... Baptized unto repentance, preparing for Jesus to come. When Jesus came, baptism was now 
was now to, to bring us in, to admit us into the body of Christ, to officially de declare all sins before the world. Hallelujah. So baptism is not what saves us. We are saved by faith in the blood. Romans 3.25. And um, uh, we, we, we baptize in water by immersion to publicly with the body of Christ to the church. So it's important for every believer who is born again to so do because it's a commandment of the Lord Jesus unto us. Amen. Tonight, I want us, I want that to be clear in our spirits. And then we came over to, to look at the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this is very important as we explore by the scripture what it means in all ramification. And I believe you are very prepared. And I know one of the things I said last week fundamentally is that baptism of the Holy Spirit is for what? For service and fellowship. I want that to sink in your heart. I might expand that a little bit as we make progress, but note it. So baptism of the Holy Spirit is for service and fellowship. So it helps us to, to become ministers declaring the gospel, and it helps us to fellowship with God. But I will expand that a little bit as we make progress tonight. Um, hallelujah. Now, someone asked a question last week after the teaching. Um, I'll mention the names, and I will try not to mention anybody's name that asked question for, for, for the sake of confidentiality, and so we can, we can write, so I can leave room for anybody to ask question. Uh, she said to me that I mentioned that the Holy Spirit came to complete the work of Jesus on the earth in my last teaching. And, um, and Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. John 19, 29, having given the wine and the vinegar to drink and make a lunch sigh and he declared it is finished. And I says, Jesus give up the ghost, his spirit, um, in fulfillment to his word that says, no man taketh my life from me. I have the power to work, to lay it down and take it up again. It just tells you that Jesus Christ is God. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, that the Lord raised him up by the power of what? The spirit. Actually, it was Jesus is God. All right, that scripture always tells us who Christ is, but I'm not good at this. So if Jesus is finished, then how come the Holy Spirit is the finisher um, or the completer? You know, I give an analogy of like a relay race. The father was on earth when he, when 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 he he's done with 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 with, 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 with the human race, he sent the son, the son came on the scene to become our propitiation. And when the son finished, he left and he sent the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is He's in the final lap. So I said, he's here to finish what Christ has done. But Jesus Christ said before he left, he's finished. So if he's finished, then what exactly is the Holy Spirit finishing? Um, but remember I said to us that the Holy Spirit is, is here to complete the work of that Christ began, how be it through the saints? You remember I said that? Through us. Um, and then, but I want to show you that in a pattern uh, with scripture. Talk with me to everybody. Let's start from there. Luke's gospel. Um, I want to answer this question before we make progress and then we will touch the point tonight again. So why did I say the Holy Ghost is completing? Now remember I said 
is not completed by himself alone, but is completing it, amen, through the saints. Maybe before Luke's gospel, turn with me first to John. Let's see John first. John chapter number 16. John 16, hallelujah. John 16, Let, let's, let's see what the Holy Spirit is doing on the earth. And then, we, and then we'll continue from there. I want us to learn and know this and grow and have this knowledge in our spirits. John's gospel, the 16th chapter. We don't read. Let's read from verse... Um, from verse, so let's read from verse seven. Um, verse seven, quickly, everybody, let's go. Um, someone say he has challenged linking up to Mixler. All right, re, re, reconnect if you can. Um, reconnect um, if there's a challenge there, and I want to find out if it's if it's peculiar to you alone. Um, please just help me find out. And um, but I'm on on Zoom. If Mixler is not working well, please you can come on Zoom. But is 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 anybody having problems on Mixler? All right. Um, Ramana said, turn off your monitor and on again and see how that turns out. But if you have a challenge in Mixler, you can quickly come to Zoom while while Mixler is um, being fixed. But if you if you are hearing me clearly on Mixler, please let me know. Um, just indicate it on the group so we know that it's working, but it's just for some area. So please do that. God bless you. But in any case, if you're not hearing clearly on Mixler, you can join on in Zoom. Okay, mixed is clear from Ramana's point. So I think it's your point. So just quickly do that and let's join. All right, let's go on. John 6 from verse 7. Sorry, John 16 from verse 7. It says, nevertheless, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter, that is the paracletus, that is the helper, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will, what? he will reprove the world. So that is his private assignment for coming. Praise God. God came on the scene to, to, to give distinction to, 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 to the human race, to, to, to give guidance in creation. And then when man fell, Jesus came to what? To restore man back to God in redemption. When Holy Ghost came, he came to show man how to appropriate that redemption to himself. So let's go on. And when he's come, he will reprove the world of what? Of sin, of righteousness, and of what? Judgment. So his assignment probably is what? Is to bring the world to who? To Christ. But he can't bring the world to Christ without Christ having made the provision for the world to come to him. So Christ made the provision in the atonement for the Holy Spirit to now have something or a legal ground to bring men to God by the blood of Jesus. Verse 9, of sin, because they believe not on me, of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more, of judgment, because the prince of this world is what is judged. So we see in this scripture that the Holy Spirit has a primary assignment and which is word to, to, to reprove. The word reprove means to, to open the heart of the people to open their conscience to to minister to their hearts of the of the of the of the of the bondage of sin and the danger of hell praise god amen all right so you see that that the holy spirit actually is the one perfecting or, or bringing that work of jesus to fruition as it should be luke 24 talk with everybody again tonight luke 24 just a chapter um backward or if you put it back, word Luke 24, let's read from verse 46 of Luke 24. I want this to be clear. 
and so we can make progress. Verse 46, and he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoves Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. You see the word the atonement being mentioned there? And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at where? Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of what? Jerusalem until you are endued with what? Power from on high. Power to do work. Power to get the gospel preached. So he's completing what Jesus began in that sense. Amen. Praise God. Christ is finished because the atonement, the work of the atonement was complete. Bible says Jesus became the eternal order of salvation. Bible says the sacrifice is sufficient once and for all. So it is done once and for all. But after Jesus went to heaven, then the Holy Ghost through the believers is now working in us to reach the world, to, to minister unto them that which God has said should happen. Two more questions tonight, and then I'm going to end this. Acts chapter 1. Acts 1. Let's read verse, verse 5 through 8 of Acts 1. Acts 1. Thank you, Lord. Acts 1. Now, now it says, For John to be baptized with water, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. When they therefore were come together, they spake of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, notice that Jesus was still with them here. This was before the ascension. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father had put in his power, but he shall receive power after the Holy Spirit is come upon you, and you shall be, become a what? Witnesses. So the witness, the, 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 the work actually of redeeming people to Christ began when the Holy Ghost came on the day of what? Of Pentecost. It was, it was, it was officially released that day. All right. They've been doing some preaching. All right. But now, after Christ went on high, the Holy Ghost came and his assignment is to convict the world, reprove the world, and show them Jesus Christ. Are you seeing that now? Now, maybe one more scripture to clarify that, to, 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 to see that, yes, Jesus Christ finished everything. Like, like John said in 1 John 1, 1 John 2, verse 1, it says, if we say we have not seen what, it says, it says Christ has come as a word, as a propitiation for our sins. But it says in verse 2, not for our sins alone, but for the sins of the whole world. But the whole world cannot come to him without preaching. You see that? Romans chapter 10, from verse, from verse, from verse 12, say, how will they believe? How will they call on him who do not believe? How will they believe without the preacher? How will they believe without not being sent? So there must be a sending forth to actually make people now believe in Jesus. Amen. Let's look at one more story tonight. Second Corinthians 5, we'll read verse 16 through 19. And, and I will rest that answer there. And I believe it has answered the question um, that this person asked. Second Corinthians chapter 5, let me show you there. Um, what I mean by the Holy Ghost through us is, 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 is bringing to fruition the work of the Father from verse 16. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, and all things are of God. Who had reconciled us to himself by who? By now, notice that word. He had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ 
and had given unto us what the ministry of what reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trust upon them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So you see, in the Holy Spirit, in John 16, 11 and 12, 13 says, He reproves the world. But you see, here it says that we have been given the ministry. That means that word reproving actually is being done in conjunction between the Holy Spirit and what and the believers. Praise God. In any case, the Holy Ghost resides in our spirit, resides in us right now. And as we yield ourselves to Him, we are bringing to fruition, we are working in partnership with the Holy Spirit to bring to pass the fruition of what Jesus Christ has accomplished on the cross. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, I think that answers the question um, that was raised. Okay, let's all go in tonight again one more and just and just try to make a, a, a little more progress as we go on tonight. Now, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, very important. Now, in the last class, I was talking about and teaching about who the Holy Spirit is. I will come there tonight. Maybe I'll take one more point before our time goes on. But let me just build up a little bit tonight. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Notice John was speaking in Matthew 3, verse 11. It says, For I baptize with water unto repentance, but as he that's come after me, whose latchet or, or, or the strap of his sandals I'm unworthy to, to, to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, notice there that Jesus actually is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's the one that baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Just like the, 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 the elder or the pastor will baptize you in water by immersion. Now, the Bible Holy Spirit actually is done by who? By Jesus, however, through his ministers. Now, we'll come there shortly. But you see, um, um, in Luke 24, we we'll read right now that it says, Would you wait until, until he comes? In Acts 1 40, we see that it says he will come. It's that the coming of the Holy Spirit here is, is coming after the work of the Holy Spirit on our inside. There are two things here no person is saved. Without the work of the Spirit, we can see that in Titus chapter 3, verse 5, and John 3, verse 5. Except a man is born of water and of what? The Spirit. So you see, um, um, this statement that Jesus made, he made it after his resurrection. And he was speaking to those who had believed on him. So the Holy Spirit has begun to work in them. In, in salvation, but now he says he will also do what? Come upon you. So there, there are two different 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 experiences here that I want you to, to, to be clear about. So the Holy Spirit within us for redemption, the Holy Spirit upon us for service. I repeat, the Holy Spirit in us, indwelling us, for redemption, for regeneration, for sanctification. Amen tonight. And the Holy Spirit upon us for word, for service. He said, for when it, when it comes upon you, then you'll be my word, my witnesses. So tarry until he comes upon. So it means the Holy Spirit within is not for service. Mm, it's for regeneration. 
is for recreation. But the Holy Spirit's power upon us is now for work, is for service. If they can see in Acts chapter number one, verse eight, and you can see in Luke 24, and also verse 49, or at least know that. So the Holy Spirit in us is for regeneration, for recreation, for living godly life. Amen. Mm. But the Holy Spirit upon us is for service. Now, notice the, the upon comes after the within, the indwelling. And the indwelling is to, is to, is to bring in us re, the, the regeneration, the sanctification, and the character of the Spirit before it comes upon. So we cannot be manifesting the upon without showing forth the indwelling. Because the indwelling is first before it comes upon. Hallelujah. Notice Peter denied Jesus three times. But when the Holy Ghost came upon him, he became bold. But guess what? He loved Jesus. The Holy Spirit within is for what? Regeneration, recreation, and spiritual character building. That's why it's called the fruit of the recreated. Now, it's called the fruit of the spirit, but notice the Holy Spirit has no fruit, actually. He's working in your spirit by the word to create the fruit of the recreated human spirit. That's why the Bible says, for the love of God and the word, and he shared abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says, and the fruit of the spirit, the first he says word is love. So he's working in us to produce love, to produce faith, to produce temperance, to produce, to produce joy. So it must be there first as the fulcrum on which the power of God comes on. So we cannot be believers that show forth the power without the fruit. That is not the order of scripture. And that was why Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. He says, you are just, you are just deceiving yourselves. First Corinthians 1, verse, verse 7, he says, yes, you come behind in no gift, but in 3, 1, he says, but you are yet carnal. And I can't talk to you as matured for your old babes. For there's division among you. There's, there's faction among you. There's hatred. There's murmuring. And, and it ought not to be so. Once the gift upon comes, it comes on, on, on you because God is already building in you character. So God wants to build in us character by the spirit in us and then power for service when it comes on us. Is that clear to me tonight? All right, let me make some, some quick progress tonight as I go on. You see, I'm going to add one more time to this. That the Spirit coming on us is for service, fellowship, and the Spirit dwelling in us is for right living and character. So the two of them go hand in hand. Please note that. So one of the the, 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 the the way this works is that is that is the Holy Spirit is the one that is that is building godly character in the saints at the same time empowering us for service and enabling us to fellowship with God. Godly character taking away the, the works of the flesh, 
There's no fornication. There's no adultery. There's no strife. You mortify these things in your members by the Holy Spirit. You put them on that by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah tonight. Oh, glory, 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 glory be to God. Amen. Just love speaker tonight. I love the word of God. You see, so we, we come to terms with this um, 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 teaching of the word. Now, let me read to you tonight 1 Corinthians 6. 11. Now, if you read, okay, let, let me read from verse, please talk with me tonight, 1 Corinthians 6. Let's read together from verse 9. It says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but not be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, no abusers of themselves with mankind, no thieves, no covetous, no drunkards, no revilers, no extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, praise God, but ye are sanctified, praise God, but ye are justified, praise God, in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of word of God. You see at least, so, so, so what the spirit of God does in us when we are, when, when we get born again is what, what he, 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 he washes us off all these things that the world does. So one of the things that happens to us as believers as the Holy Ghost is indwelling us is, is, is cleansing us from the filthiness of the flesh daily. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we are endued for service. Amen tonight. All right, let me let me come down tonight because sometimes I want us to appreciate and know the the the, the gravity of what we are dealing with here. You see, the Holy Spirit, I said, is not is a third person in the Godhead. And therefore, he is God. God indwelling man. You know, when Christ was born in Luke's gospel, the angels couldn't contain it. When they saw what happened, they came to the shepherds to announce to them that peace be unto men, goodwill toward men. For in these days born in Bethlehem, city of David. Christ the King, Hallelujah! So, so, so when Christ came upon the earth and when He was born, there was an announcement because God has come to in to dwell amongst men. But notice that every time God comes amongst men, sometimes men don't know. When God came to Adam and Eve, sometimes you know they didn't know the manner of who they were dealing with. Bible says in John 1, from verse 11, says he came to his own, his own received him not. When God came to Israel, they didn't, they didn't receive him because, because the expectation of who the Messiah is, is different. And so they, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was less recognized. Sometimes when the Holy Ghost dwells with men, men don't know 
But I want you to know that the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you. We must not be like the Jews that they came and dwelt among them and they received him not. They didn't recognize him. They, 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 they felt it was nothing. So for tonight, don't let us repeat the mistakes they made. Now we know with the hindsight of scripture that when God comes on the scene, sometimes he doesn't do like God. He, he comes humbly in the heart and in the middle of men, but it takes man to open his eyes to know that God has, has, has willed himself to dwell and inhabit the hearts of men. I want you to be conscious of the fact that the Holy Spirit endures you. First Corinthians 3 16. It says, Know ye not that at the temple of God and the Holy Spirit dwells in you. So, first and foremost, you must know that the gift of the Spirit is not different from the Spirit of God Himself. And the Holy Spirit actually is God. He is God. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be God. Thank you, Lord, for this mystery. On the cross, he dwelt in the temple. But when Christ paid the price, by the atoning grace of his blood, the cutting top, it moved from that temple to the hearts of men. So today, the Holy Ghost dwells in us. That's why we can't be afraid of witches and wizards. That's why I know this is the truth. This is a reason no one can cover your glory. That's the reason no one can push you behind. Oh, what do you think? Romans 26 says, likewise, the spirit of infirmities, the Holy Ghost in us is helping us pray exactly the will of God. He dwells in us. Glory to God. It says, whoever among you doesn't have the spirit of God is none of Christ. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For the Spirit of God bears record, bears with our spirits that we are one. We are the sons of God. We are God's children. He dwells in us. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God tonight. The Father himself dwells in us so you can sleep sound and you, you can sleep in peace. The Holy Ghost, God dwells. I don't know why. But they have chosen that way. Glory to God. The word says so. He is God. Let me show you this tonight in scripture. That this Holy Spirit that Jesus said he will baptize us with. Actually. He is God himself. Genesis 1. Tell me everybody tonight. Genesis 1. Because you see. If you know that. That, you know, when people talk about we carry God, we carry God, we carry God, they talk about it to the degree of, you know, wanting to show power. No, we carry him also to show righteousness. Hallelujah. To show contentment. We carry him to show living, to, to show godliness. That will carry God is, 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 is even too great. What, what, how can we carry him? It, 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 it has pleased him to indwell us. We don't know how he does it. So there's no pride in this. But it brings us to humility. Genesis 1. Let me show you how, how the Holy Spirit is God. 
Genesis 1, verse 2, or verse 1 and 2. In the beginning, God, see that? God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of who? Of God. For the spirit of man is not different from the man himself. First Thessalonians 5:3. And the God of peace sanctified your whole spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah. The spirit of God. We see, we see, we see the Bible here mentioning God the Father and the Spirit together and the Word. So the Holy Spirit is God. But you can't really understand that is God without you knowing who God is. Uh, where I'm going to ask you going in this teaching, we must learn to reverence the Holy Spirit in us. And not take his gift for granted. And not misapply or misappropriate his gift. And not, and not lie against him. And not say what he's not saying. And say he said so. We must know his God. We mustn't lie to him. We mustn't lie about him. We must humble ourselves. And we must also speak when he speaks. However, in humility of spirit. So we see that he's God. He's not a force. Acts 5. Tell me that tonight. Acts 5. So the voice is not a force. He is God. Acts 5 tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's God. Acts 5. Let me read verses 3 and 4. All from verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it. So when she was privy, it means they deliberately intentionally wanted to lie. Listen, there's nothing wrong if you give to God what you make up your mind to give. But don't present to people as though you are giving all when you know you aren't giving all. As the Lord enables you do, but don't do to show to men. Don't do for men to know. Do it with, 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 with fear and reverence to God. For this is what we believe in the body of Christ. See what happens here in, in verse 2. And, 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 and kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it and brought a certain part and laid it at their apostles' feet. Now listen, if the wife had, had, had disagreed with him, she wouldn't have died. That means husbands, it's not every time your wife gives counsel that you follow if it's not in God's word. Wives, not every time your husband tells you something that is wrong that you do. Make your objection know. Make your concerns know, known. But at the same time, don't fight. But Sapphira agreed with the lie. You know, sometimes God put two people together to marry with two different characters, the order to help each other. Maybe one lies. They will say, ah, okay, I mean, don't lie. You are a liar. Lying is not good. The wife is doing something wrong. Don't be afraid to tell her that oh, I'm, 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 I'm woman. My wife, this is, is, is wrong. No, we can't do it. Yeah, we can't because it's in contrary to the word of God. 
But Sapphira, you know, you know, she agreed with, 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 with Ananias. And, and so what happened in verse 3 and, and, and verse 2. And they brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet, verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why had Satan filled thine heart to lie, and I'm going to do what, to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not thy own? That is, it, actually, even if they chose not to bring at all, there was nothing wrong with that. But if you want to bring it, don't tell them this is all when it's not all. Tell them this is one quarter. This is half. This is all we can give. And the Lord will bless what you've given. Never give to show anyone. Never do things to, to, to impress anybody. Bible says we, if we compare ourselves to others, he said we are not wise. There's no basis for comparison at all in the Christian world. Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine own under their power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto who? But what is in verse it says to the holy. Spirit, nice on to God. So you see, the Holy Spirit actually is God because he lied to the Holy Spirit who is God. So the Holy Spirit that we're talking about is God. I follow me tonight. So every time you speak in tongues, see beyond the tongues. You are carrying God. How do you treat? How do you, how do you obey? How do you respond to him? How do you, how, how does he approve of you? How does he rate you? Because he's there. So he says, you lied to the Holy Ghost. And verse 4, you lied unto God. So the Holy Spirit is God. Tonight, one more scripture to back this up. First John 5, 7. Tell me to everybody tonight. I, I want to prove to you tonight by scripture that the Holy Spirit is God himself also. He's God. So he said, Holy Spirit, you are saying God. First John 5, 7. Turn with me, everybody there. Note it down. I could quote it by heart, but it's good. We turn there because this Bible study, we are looking at the Bible. First John 5, 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven. God the Father, the Word, which is Christ Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are word. Are one, they are word, they are one, they are word over time, church. They are one. So the Holy Spirit and Jesus and God the Father, they are one. However, they are free, free in essence. All right, free in presence, but one in essence, one in purpose through eternity. The three distinct persons. Three different persons that are distinct from one another, but they are one in essence. They are united in everything that is done. Praise God. How the Father does this well, we don't know, but we know by scripture. We know by how man is made. The man has the spirit, man has a soul, and he has the body. And God says, make man in our own image, after our own, our own likeness. So the Holy Spirit is God. They're not different from your, from your soul or from your spirit. So it's the body goes to the Father. 
And God the Father is to be, is to be referenced and revered. So is the Spirit and so is the Son. Hallelujah. Looking beyond tongues to God himself. Now let's come down tonight. If the Holy Spirit is God, which he is, and if he's not a force, if it's not wind, if it's not dog, if it's not water, if it's not a pigeon, if it's not, if it's not fire, for all these things are, are, word, are, are the symbols through which is what he manifests, praise God. But see, he's a person. And if he's a person, like we see in Acts, if not light unto man, but unto God, then their, 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 their features of beings. You know, I almost said tonight that the Holy Spirit has human features. But God said, no, I don't have human features. Humans have my feature. So there are traits that God exhibits that he has put in humans because he has made us beings like he is. So the Holy Spirit that comes on us, that he dwells us, can be grieved. Do you know that? First point tonight, you can be grieved. You know, you can't grieve dove. You can't grieve a force. You can't grieve fire because he has no emotion. It's not a person. But one thing that I want us to know about the, the nature and the character of the Holy Spirit that, that, that comes on us, that enables us to speak in tongues as it were, is that he can be grieved. He can be grieved. Ephesians 4.30. Please tell me everybody tonight. Ephesians 4.30. Let's see that. Ephesians 4 verse 30. Wow. To grieve means to work, to cause someone to be angry. And what makes someone angry? When you keep repeating what is wrong over and over and over and over and over again. Hallelujah tonight. Oh, may we not live a life that angers the spirit. May, may, may you as a wife don't consistently violate the word of God that will cause the Holy Spirit to be angry because it can be grieved. It can be grieved. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4.30. Let's preach together, everybody. Are you there with me? In fact, let me read from verse. Oh. Okay. Let me read from verse from verse 20. You know, this Bible study, I'm not watching these things at all anymore. It will take it six months, one year to two yeah, we'll be there. Because I want us to understand something so that when 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 so we don't become like a church of at Corinth where there are divisions, where there are factions. 
We must be in a place where we constantly work in love and check the excesses of the of the old nature trying to, 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 to manifest itself in our midst or in our lives. So that the Holy Ghost can truly walk through us. And all the praise be his. Ephesians tonight. Just a moment. I want to make a point clear as we are going tonight. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4 from verse 20. He says, says, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him and the truth is in Jesus. Verse 22. That ye put off concerning the former conversation or life of the old man before you got born again. Put it off and, and which is corrupt according to the deceitful laws. Put it off. 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in what? Righteousness and true holiness. Put him on. When you put him on, you live in what? Righteous and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying. Lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. That means we are not we're not able to lie to another. Do you know there are believers that lie, there are pastors that lie, they lie to you face to face, and you know you heard that this one is lying. You are, you are not supposed to lie anymore, one to another, not to who mentioned to unbelievers. We are meant to put on the new man because the Holy Ghost now dwells where in us. Because he wants a vessel that will carry out his power, that will carry out the work of the midst of service when it comes on us to the world to be to be pure and holy for him. 26. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Wow. Husband, let not the sun go down on your road against your children or against your wife. And, and why? Let not your anger, your, 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 your wrath go down, you know, you know, till the evening. Be angry, but sin not. It means you can do that. Church member, don't let your anger go too long against anyone in church or your pastor. Amen tonight. Verse, verse, verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. Wow. That means if you if you don't do this, these things like this, you, you do what attacks fully coming. You see, no believer can be attacked when it's not disobedient. It says, For we are ready to avenge every disobedience when your obedience is what is accomplished. Don't give praise to the devil. Verse 28, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him live walking with his hands that which is good, that he may have to give to him that needed. You see that? Because some of them before they got born again, they were thieves. But now you are born again, you must stop stealing. Now you are born again, you must leave the things that you used to do, the whole things. It must, it must, it must shorten your life. It is not speaking in tongues in your neighborhood that makes you a Christian, making noise and, 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 and shouting in the morning 
solving the peace of people in tongues, makaba, makaba. Yeah, you just you're just making noise. The first evidence of the Holy Ghost actually is character because He indwells you. Peace, love, gentleness, kindness, temperance, long suffering, endurance. Hallelujah. These are the hallmarks of Christianity. This is the beginning of true evangelism, through through the, 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 the beginning of the true gospel of Jesus. For this was how the early church lived by the power of the Spirit. 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Wow. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby he are sealed on the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. That means he can be grieved. So the Holy Spirit that comes on us, that helps us to, to work in this, in this various giftings of ease, and also the word be grieved. That means that means that things you can do with a gift that can grieve him. So you must know that he can be grieved. So if he can be grieved, then you must always pay attention to listen to him so he's not grieved. He can be grieved. He can be light too. Point two, he can be light too. You know, you don't lie to a voice. You don't lie to a breeze. You lie to a person. Oh, as you go on today, as you go to sleep, just know that the Holy Ghost is a person. He lives in you. He's, he's, and, and, and not just in you alone, but in every believer that profess Christ. He's a person. He can be light too. So he's a person. Wow. Acts 3, sorry, Acts 5, verses 3 and 4. The story we read of Ananias Sapphira. He says, why do you lie to the Holy Ghost and lie to God? You don't lie to man. That's why you don't swear anyhow. When you know it's a lie. Let the awareness of the Holy Ghost be strong in your spirit. And know that he is God. And that's the beginning of understanding of the gifts of the Spirit. Because you know who the giver is. My time is almost up tonight. But I'll add one more point here. And I'll close. He has a will. He has a will. Breeze don't have a will. The Holy Ghost has a will. What is the will? What he wants to do. So say, man. Oh, I love this. I love this. He has a will. He has a counsel. He has a purpose. Wow. He makes choices. You can't force him to do what you want. He has a will. He knows what he wants to do, and he will do it. Find the right person. If he prompts you to do something right and you don't do it, he will find someone else because his will must come to pass. 
Hallelujah. Let me give you three scriptures of hospital and I will close. First, you know, here, in fact, this is my note, but Psalm 33, verse 11, turn with everybody, Psalm 33, verse 11. He has a will. And then I'm going to add one, two more, that's on my note here, but it's just, it's just ringing in my, in my head. Psalm 33, tonight, verse 11, that's the first scripture we're going to read. Hallelujah. I read. The counsel of the Lord. Now, you say, Pastor, but this is not the Holy Spirit, but I've told you that it's God also by scripture. The counsel of the Lord standeth for how long? Forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. So the counsel of the Holy Spirit, the will of the Spirit will come to pass through all generations. Nothing can stop it. So the Holy Ghost has the will. There's something he wants to do. And you can't change that. His will must change you. You must be subject to his will. You must conform to his will. For everything he wants to do has been ordained from eternity past to where we are now. So when he's working in us, he's working out his good counsel. Hallelujah. And it is what he wants to do that will come to pass. He has a will. First Corinthians 12. Tonight quickly. First Corinthians 12. We'll read from verse, from verse, from verse, from verse 4 through 7. First Corinthians 12, verse 4 through 7. I'll give you one more scripture tonight. I'm going to close. First Corinthians 12, from verse 4 through 7. I read. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. You see that? The spirit and God. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. God chooses who he gives to. He can choose you. He can choose me. But in his choosing, it's for his own will. Tell me tonight to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 4. That might be the last scripture tonight that, I'm, that I will quote. Hebrews 2 verse 4. Hebrews 2 verse 4. Or rather, we're going to read from verse 1 through 4. So it makes sense properly. Hebrews 2 verse 1 through 4. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them sleep. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of the word, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by they that heard him? Verse 4, we are going to God also bearing them witness, both with signs and what now. This is the word God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, and gifts of the Holy Ghost 
according to his own will. So the manifestations of the gift of the spirit that comes through us must not contradict the will of God. For every time he wants to manifest through us in the givings of his of his of his of his of, of his power of his endowment, it always must agree with what his will. So he has a will. His, his endowment can never contradict his word. He can he can make you proud. He can make you make you pompous. He can make you full of yourself. No, the, the gift of God will make you align with the will and the word of God. The Holy Ghost has a will. He has an intent. As will will come to pass. Hallelujah. So tonight. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. He can be lied to. He has a will. Why, why are these things important? Because without him, the works of Jesus not be fully accomplished. And he's walking through us. And we must check ourselves not to grieve him not to lie to him and to align ourselves with his will for the purpose of completing and executing that which Christ has given us at the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Father, our time is up tonight. So day by day as we learn, let your light shine in our hearts. Prepare also God for the task ahead. Lord, make these vessels ready. Remove every lump. Remove in us every impurity. Lord, everything, oh God, that hinders your flow and your movement and your and, and your and your purpose in us, Lord. You'll turn it away. Make us fit and ready for use. As we go on in this teaching, Father, cause your light to shine. Let your fire fall. Let your revival come. Cause us to be established in this truth. Thank you for having saved us. Thank you for those, Lord, that you yet save around the globe by the power of your word and your spirit that dwells in us. In Jesus' name, amen.